All right, everybody, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of Mixed Martial Arts. My name is Austin Shaper. I am super excited about today's episode. This is an informal type show where we cover the topics of UAP, UFC, and World War III. Today is going to be a UAP episode, and I'm very excited because it's our very first episode with a guest. I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. Quick uh, plugs before we get started. If you guys like the content we're doing, do me a favor. If you're on YouTube, just hit subscribe click like on the video. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, click follow and leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. And lastly, if you guys enjoy talking about these topics as much as we do, go ahead and go to the description in the video and go to our Discord. We talk about this stuff every day, breaking news, topics, questions, and we just got a little community going. So if that sounds like appealing to you, go ahead and join it. Diving into today, I'm super excited about this. We've got a very interesting, crazy story. It's going to sound wild, but that's why I had to talk about it on camera. I want to introduce you guys to my cousin, Chase Martin. He is an artist, entrepreneur, producer, a lot of things, very successful in what he does. And a few years ago, he had quite the crazy experience that we've talked about ever since it happened. And I asked him to be the first guest, and I'm so excited. He said, yes, man. Chase, what's going on, dude? Not much. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here and tell my story here on the Mixed Martian Arts. Let's go. <laughs> that crazy first guest episode. Cool, cool. All right. So, Chase, you know, I know this story front to back. You told me pretty much right after it happened about something that you saw in the daylight, right? It was the daylight. And yep. this was a couple of years ago. So this is this is an interesting one, man. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. Tell us everything that happened. Tell us how it made you feel, the entire experience. And then we'll dive into, you know, some uh, back and forth after that. So kind of just tell us what the hell happened. Rewind us to that day and take us through it moment by moment, if you could. Sure. So this happened, I would say it was about two years ago in July. And it was a beautiful summer day. Um I around 7.30 p.m. when the sun was starting to set, everything was still bright outside. Um, it was just overall a beautiful day. And I've lived on a golf course for 24 years now of my life. So I always ride on the golf course trails. So I was riding my Segway, beautiful day. I enter the cart path and I, I'm listening to John Mayer through like the speakers on my phone. And I'm like completely vibing out, right? I'm like, I'm just riding the Segway, beautiful day. And I look to my right and I see across the uh, the golf course and I see something white walking on the path. Um, it's about, I don't know, it was about 80 yards, I'd say. It's not quite the length of a football field, but it was it was a, a little decent gap there of, of space. And so I'm riding my Segway and um, I look to my right and I see this tall white, what I would say at first would be human, you know, it, I didn't see any clothes. There was nothing. It was just tall, white. And my vision is kind of bad. <laughs> I don't have perfect vision, but you know, I, I know what somebody looks like walking across the golf course. In so, daylight too. So. In broad daylight. And I really start to look and I'm like, man, I was like, this person's really tall is my initial thought. This all happened. And you're sorry to cut you off. You're six foot five. So I'm six foot five. Yeah. For you so to I'm think right someone's segue, tall. So I'm even, everything's level plane too, as well. You know, we're all, we're at the same level. And, um, man, I, I look to my right and I see this tall white person, what I'd say person walking, this all happened within about 15 seconds, 15 to 20 seconds. Look to my right. I keep going. I look to my right again. And I'm like, dude, what the heck did an NBA player move to the neighborhood is my initial thought. Like someone was that tall. Like, like mm -hmm. they were about, you know, eight, nine, 10 feet tall. 
that and, tall, eight, nine, uh, 10 feet. Yep. And I keep looking back and forth and I look again and I, I slow down and I really squint my eyes and look and I see a 10 foot tall, all white. I'm not even going to say person anymore. Head to toe, no clothes on walking at extremely fast rate. Like it's running, but it's like lunging. Like you would picture a Sasquatch walking arms and fingers hands about this long looked like his hands were about a foot or foot and a half long fingers long um arms all the way down almost to the ground i'm gonna do the motion yeah <laughs> let's it. see it really like literally like a sasquatch it was walking like this extremely fast it wasn't running but it was walking very long strides and instantaneously i look and i'm like what the hell is that thing instant fear in my soul um, I get cold chills up my spine in here. I was just vibing out two minutes or not 10 seconds ago. You know, mm. I was having the time of my life just listening to John Mayer and I see this creature and instantly I, I have fear and I am so I am scared to death. And so when you have a segue, um, when you go too fast, so I start to speed up to try to get away from this thing. When you go too fast, the Segway pulls you backwards. So the Segway literally is pulling me backwards as I'm going freaking out because I don't know what the hell this thing is across instantly, just this fear. And my thought is, is I'm going to have to jump off this Segway to run for my life. That's how scared I was. Um, and it was just this instantaneous fear. I can't explain it out of nowhere. I've never seen anything like that in my life on the golf course, let alone anywhere else. And, um, as I was riding the Segway forward, I looked back and it was already halfway around the bin catching up to me. And, uh, and, and just again, cold chills up the spine around and the, I, around the course you're saying. Yeah. Around the course. It Almost was like, did you feel like it was chasing you or did you just so happened to be, I, I had a feeling you? that it was, it was coming for me for some reason. I felt like it was going to try to catch up to me, but, um, yeah, honestly, that's basically it. I, I went I went home and I told my mom right away. I literally got home as fast as I could. And I was like, I literally just saw like this tall 10 foot all white creature mm -hmm. um, just walking on the golf course in broad daylight. And, you know, and she was like freaked out. And then I ended up, I think you came over a couple of days later and I told you about the story and you said, oh my gosh, you said you saw a tall white. And I was like, what's a tall white? I've never heard of that. And mm -hmm. he said, look it up right now. And we look it up. And as soon as that first picture popped up, I was like, oh my God. You got scared again, almost. That I was, was my, I, the way I, I felt. Was you got scared. Because that's, I was like, this is exactly what I saw that day. And it's so funny that you knew that it was a tall white <laughs> to say that. Because you know, you know your alien stuff. So <laughs> I was surprised to look at the pictures and see that I was like, that's what I saw. So um, it was a crazy experience. Honestly, I can't explain it. You know, it, everyone has that a couple scary moments in their life that they can't explain. And that was definitely top of the list for me because, again, it was just broad daylight riding my Segway like I do every day, the same path. I look to my right. I see this all massively tall, skinny, it was very skinny, all white creature, literally walking like a Sasquatch at a very fast rate. Um, and just that instant fear. I got like four good glances. I tried to take off and I was about to run for my life because I was that scared instantly. Four, four good glances, you think? Four, four good glances. Yep. And I really, when I, the, the last glance is when I really slowed down and I looked at it and I squinted my eyes and instantly I was like, what in the F is that? That was, <laughs> that was my reaction. So 
I don't know what I saw. You telling me to look up a tall white, put it in perspective for me thinking, okay, people have been talking about these things for like thousands of years. And Mm. um, it just really hit home for me when I saw that picture and you told me about it. I was like, that's what I saw. So whatever I saw, I was instantly scared and feared for my life. It's so crazy. And I, I remember the day you told me it and like right off the bat, I thought you were fucking with me. I thought you were kidding mm-hmm. until I pulled up the picture of the tall white and I saw you almost went like ghost white. Like you, mm-hmm. you got scared and that, yeah. so that was, is what made me believe it. And then the second point was, if you remember the first question I asked you was, why didn't you pull your damn phone out? everyone's got an iPhone on them. Why didn't you pull it out? And your response is what really not only did it make me be like, shit, I I think he's telling the truth. But like second, it made me be like, well, maybe that's a good explanation why other people have had experiences. And the first question we always say is, okay, why didn't you film it? Why didn't you just pull your camera out and get a close up shot of this? And then, you know, uh, we would now know about UFOs. We'd have proof of extraterrestrial life. And your answer was like, what was it? You basically said you were so scared. It was the last thing on your mind to pull didn't out even your cross phone. My mind. It didn't even cross my mind to pull it. Obviously, you know, if people who say they see UFOs or objects in the skies, you know, the first thing is to, oh my gosh, let me get my phone out. This was like, I would signal the fear of someone like pu- pulling a gun in your face. It's instantly, just instantly like my, you feel like your life's going to end. That's the fear that I feel like I had. I don't know if it was signaling to me, or what it was doing, but that instant fear is uncomparable to literally life and death because I literally felt like I was fearing for my life, like I was going to die. That's how scary it was. Did you feel fear from the first time you saw it? Or when you, because obviously you live in a very nice neighborhood. I, I think Bengal players have lived there, NFL players. So like your initial thought of, oh, this could be an NBA player, I guess. For one, you're six foot five. And you're on top of a Segway, which adds what, like another four to six inches, you know? So for you to think it's towering over you, when you first saw it, was it instant fear? Or was it like you look back two, three times and once you started to be like, this doesn't look like a normal human. And then it kind of turned into a fear. My first, when I first saw it, I looked to my right across the course. I thought there's someone walking on the golf course in all white, in all white. I didn't see anything else except it was all white. And then I kept, I, tur- I kept going forward. I looked again and then I noticed how abnormally tall it was. And that was a thought was, okay, did an NBA player move to the neighborhood? Because this is like the tallest person I've ever seen in my entire life. That tall. And I was like, well, there's no NBA teams around here. So I was like, there's no NBA player. And I was thinking, um, I don't know the condition of what it's called of when someone is extremely tall or big boned. I can't remember what that's Gigantism. called. Gigantism. Tony Robbins has got it. Yeah, is what I thought too. I was like, well, maybe it's someone that's gigantic, but it was so tall. Like, you know, when you see those like seven foot something NBA players and they're just like unbelievable. It was like taller than Yao Ming is what it looked like to me. It was that tall. And then my third instinct and when I, right, when I looked again for the third time was what the hell is that? When I noticed the hands, the length of the arms and the way that it was swinging it was walking like a Sasquatch. It was really walking what you would picture like Bigfoot walking like in the woods. Mm. And it was going at an extreme rate of speed, but it wasn't running again. It was, it was just moving. (laughs) It's the only way it was just moving. And man, I looked again and I said, I'm getting the F out of here because literally had cold chills up my spine 
took off segue is pulling me backwards because I'm going too fast. That makes it so much worse. (laughs) It's so much worse. And I was like, I'm going to have to jump off this thing and ditch this and run for my life. And the only reason I didn't do that is because if I jump off the segue, it'll keep moving forward. And then it'd probably hit something and flip and break. And, but that, that was all going through my head. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. Now, a cu- couple questions off the bat that I can think of. W- were there any characteristics that you could point out? Any identifiable features at all? I know you mentioned the hands were long. Anything didn't see else? Any hair. There was no hair. No hair. Bald. I saw no clothing. I just saw an all white. It wasn't glowing, but it was it was bright. It was like when you look at a someone in a wedding dress wearing all white it's bright to look at in the sun like luminescent almost yes it was luminescent and that's pretty much it it was just that sasquatch movement that it had and the length and its fingers and like its its hands literally were almost touching the ground that's how close it was for like when it was doing its movement and, and walking but that's that's pretty much what i saw and what i got out of it and when you got away from this thing, whether it was chasing you or you just felt like it was chasing you, did you have the thought to like, I need to go back and film this? Or like, what was your mental process after you got away? No, it was, I was the whole, the whole ride home. Once I exited the, the, uh, the golf court path and got onto the road, my initial thought was I have to go home and tell my mom and my brother and my dad about this. So I get home and I'm telling them about it. And then you know, it's like whatever I saw, I was freaked out. My mom was like, oh, well, you know, the the aliens are always after the uh, the certain blood type I have, which is a rare blood type. And I can't remember what it's called. Oh. Uh, I, I, what was the blood type called? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I remember you mentioning that. I, I don't know what the blood type is. Uh, I've, I've heard something similar, I think, from Linda Howe mentioned something along those lines. That's really weird, actually. I, I never thought of it like that but she she like jokingly said that but like seriously because you know you uh-huh. hear things about that of like the right right stuff. and um whatever it is but it, i think about a week and a half went by after the sighting and i was riding my segue again and i honestly kind of forgot about it a little bit because it was kind of just like i don't know what i saw i have no explanation for it yeah i was shooken up but i did i did kind of forget about it so i was riding my segue at nighttime a week and a half later and i entered the exact same path of where I entered and saw the the original sighting and um, I entered the path and I, I got instant fear. It was pitch black out. I was riding on the trail and I stopped before I really, really got into enter the trail. I stopped and I was like freaking out. I was like, why am I so scared right now? It was that instant. It was that fear again. So the fear came before the mental thought. Yes. The fear came before again. I stopped and I I said to myself, I said, why am I so scared right now? I was like, why am I so scared of the dark? I ride these trails all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, what if I saw that thing I saw? And so that's how I really knew that I saw something and I was that scared because I got reminded as I entered the trail at night and that instant fear hit again. And I remember I started turning around, going back the other way because I was so scared. And I was like, come on, Chase, <sighs> don't, don't be a weenie. Just do it. You guys, there's certain things you just got to do in life. I was like, just mm-hmm. do it. And I started to enter the trail and it was funny because I was psyching myself up and I was like, all right, here we go. I'm right at the same spot where I saw it. And I was like, I'm going to look to my right and see if I see it across the course or something. And I looked to my right and I saw something white moving in the corner of my eye. And I was, and I f- literally, I could not tell you the fear that entered my stomach at that split second. And I really fully turned and it was the, it was the golf course pole. It was the flag. <laughs> it was a white flag moving. 
<laughs> and I and I did stop though, and I looked at the flag, and I was like making sure that wasn't somehow mm-hmm. crazy what I saw, and I was like, no, there's it's not now. And that's um, so wild. Like yeah, that that honestly that that's the story. And when again, when I came home that first time after the sighting, and, and you you told me a day later you saw a tall white, and I looked it up, and it all made sense. And then we did we had that call with Linda. And she explained a lot of stuff and and gave us some good knowledge. And it all really just felt real, honestly, everything that she was saying. And it it all kind of makes sense. And just scary, you know, it was really, it was scary. And now when I'm in my kitchen at night, we have no blinds or anything. And I'm looking at like into the dark and I'm like, dude, I swear if I see a face (laughs) (laughs) or something 10 foot tall standing, looking at me, I'm going to freak out. 10 foot tall, dude. That's so scary. yeah. So, uh, so I want to read you something that I pulled off the internet. First of all, that conversation we had with Linda was really weird because one of the th- questions, I can't remember if it was you or me that asked her, but we were like, if that is real, you know, she started telling us a little bit about the tall whites. We we're like, why on earth would this thing be on a golf course in a suburban neighborhood? Exactly. Daylight? And she brought up a weird point that, you know, we, we don't know if this is true, but she brought up the fact that we were in such close proximity to Wright Pat Air Force Base. You know, obviously, those of you listening to the show probably know that's always where the theories have revolved around after Roswell. That's where they brought bodies. There's been speculation that there's been bases underneath Wright Pat, et cetera, et cetera. And UFOs stored there too. Yeah, UFOs, craft. And so Linda brought up the fact that we live in I mean, you're you're only like what, about thirty five minute drive? from right past something like that yeah so you're thin like a 30 mile radius so that's close and i think she brought up another point that it's possible that they're able to assimilate in in our culture either disguise themselves somehow or only be seen in a way they want to be seen so when you told me the story initially i was skeptical because one it's a tall white 10 foot tall alien and two the fact that it's in this golf course but we just don't know what we don't know. And I know by your fear that you were serious about what you were telling me. Exactly. And it's just because like, I didn't know what to believe. I was skeptical as well. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm riding on the golf course in broad daylight. I've done this a, a, a thousand times throughout my life, you know, and I know what someone looks like walking across the golf course. So I like, I remember sitting in bed that night and I was like, what did I see today? Like, I can't explain that. Like how, how would I just have this instant fear and not knowing of what I saw in broad daylight of something I'm so used to doing. And I was in such a good mood before it too. And it really, really caught me off guard and it really scared me bad. I'm not going to lie. It really scared me. It's a wild story, man. And I remember you took me to the spot. Uh, I think a few months afterwards, cause I wanted to see the distance. I'm like, okay, is he talking like a football field and you can barely make it out? You know, maybe he's, and when you took me to it, I was pretty alarmed at how close, you know, that little, what is it? It was like less than a football pond? field. Definitely. I would say. probably 50, I said 80 before. It was probably 50 to 60 yards, which really isn't far at all. You can throw a football that far if you've got a good arm, you know? Yeah. I have, I have bad eyes too. And when you took me to that, I was like, okay, that spot is so like, you could hit it with a rock easily. I mean, it was just like a yeah, pond. You could, is yeah, it, you isn't could, it a you pond that separates it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a small pond and then just, you know, the, the part of the fairway. And um, yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. <laughs> a, a couple of things. One, I've always known you to tell the truth, and I've never once heard you say some crazy shit or outlandish thing like that ever. And two, you know, we kind of talk about UFO stuff 
ever since then pretty consistently. But before then, I don't think you and me had ever even had a conversation really about no, that. Not too much, no. Yeah, so it's not like you went into a sort of any preconceived notion of wanting to see something. I didn't get that vibe at all. And the fact that you saw it in daylight, the fact that you're tall and you saw it from that close proximity and the fear and the fact that you were so scared you didn't even think to pull out your phone – I think that's crazy. And I want to pull this off real quick, the internet that I yeah. read, um, because it's crazy, man. So like one, when we pulled up that picture of a tall white, and to be honest, I didn't know much about it. I just heard the conspiracies like everyone has. There's tall white aliens. Mm -hmm. That's my extent of the knowledge. But I want to read this post for you. It says, um, there is an extra extraterrestrial race, which Mr. Charles Hall, uh, Charles Hall was a Air Force veteran. He worked on, I think it's Nellis Air Force Base, and he has a book about tall whites because he claimed he had several interactions with them back in the 60s before Vietnam with the government. And he wrote a book on it, and this is an expert or excerpt where he says, Mr. Charles called them tall white aliens. The race is, he said, some stand more than eight feet tall. Run Now, this is crazy. This is crazy. I never heard this before. Run 40 miles an hour and live 800 years. This is weird. He says they speak like a dog barking or a bird chirping. Um, they have large blue eyes that wrap partway around their heads, small noses and tiny ears pressed tight to their scalps. He says their thumbs are small with four slender fingers. Did you happen to see how many fingers they had? No, I wouldn't be able to see it, but I knew it was long, slender. That's so weird, the speed. You said the, the speed. The speed, the speed. That's so bizarre, man. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> again, even when we the looked up the speed. pictures of Tall White, we didn't look up anything about how fast, nothing no, like that. No, no, no. So I find that to be really odd. Um, he said the skin is completely white like chalk. Uh, he said they have thin, straight blonde hair, and you didn't see any hair, but you know, yeah. that's only the one detail. To be bald. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says their hips are shaped like ours, but they walk. Here's another thing they walk quite differently since they are used to a stronger gravity pool. That's weird. So he said the way they move is not they like upright. I said they were moving, like he yeah. was, they were, there was momentum in it. like. Just Dude, I mean, that's way. so weird. He says they run 40 miles an hour. He says that uh, they walk quite differently, he says, since they're used to a stronger gravity pool. Uh, he says they have aluminized chalk white jumpsuits resembling a canvas-like fabric with gloves of the same material. That's strange, too, because it's like you couldn't make out any any clothing or anything, but if it was some sort of hypothetical suit, let's say, maybe you wouldn't be able to yeah. see anything like that. So I thought that was odd. And then I'm going to read this last part for you. Mm -hmm. um, he says, yeah, one characteristic, they all have white chalky complexions, very white. Uh, for this reason, they've been called the tall whites. Go figure. Um, he says the tall whites are more than just fiction, says Charles Hall, an educated man with a master's degree in nuclear physics and former weather observer for the United States Air Force. According to Hall, who claims to have communicated with the tall whites, they are very, very real, very complex, and very much a part of the community living at Nellis Air Force Base, a highly secretive 5,000 square mile no-fly zone military compound in the southern and central Nevada desert. He says you can't go hunting for them or approach them. They have to come to you. Odd, because it's almost seemed like it was coming to you, right? Mm -hmm. Weird. Um, and then he says, uh, he says, saying he hasn't attempted to contact the tall white aliens, but he says when he did experience it, it was a traumatic experience, being isolated alone with somebody so different and obviously more advanced than us. At first, I thought I was going insane, but I learned over time how to communicate, how to approach them, and to never try and force them to do anything. 
he said their nervous systems operate very quickly. They're very protective, very suspicious. Um, he says, this is according to him, he says it's from personal experience and actual face-to-face -face contacts, not drug-induced hallucinations, but face-to-face -face contacts with the tall whites while stationed at Nellis uh, from 1965 to 1967. And he said, as previously, previously mentioned, they can grow to over seven feet. He says um, their lifespan is 10 times greater than ours. Blah, blah, blah. They get to 400 Earth years. Uh, and the older they get, they reach about eight feet tall and then they die of organ failure. So it's creepy. I mean, there's at least three or four points there that kind of line up with what you saw, it seems like. That's definitely scary. The movement, the slenderness, the whiteness. It's I fucking crazy, man. I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, uh, there's so many questions and like, I just wish you would have been able to whip your phone out, dude. I mean, that would have been amazing. But like, like you said to your testament, if you're fucking scared, if someone's got a gun pointed to your head or you see somebody about to get shot or you see some giant car wreck and it's like flight or fear is the instinct you have. Yeah. You don't think to pull your damn phone out and make a video, right? So, yeah, not at all. so I, I can understand that. So I don't know, man. I just really wanted to hop on and have you tell that story because yeah. I've heard it several times over the years. But I mean, I've watched a lot of videos on the subject since and I've yet to hear anybody have an experience like yours, especially in in daylight that's what's crazy most people when they have some sort of encounter it's either a uap a thousand miles in the sky where it's like a dot and they're seeing it through crazy maneuvers or you know just all kinds of crazy situations but very rarely do you hear of somebody who sees something in broad daylight from like 50 yards away so is there any other any other point that you'd like to make or anything else that struck you that you'd like to leave people with um you know i i just i don't expect people to believe me um you know, maybe I could be, maybe I saw something completely wrong and I, I, I don't know what I saw to be honest with you, but all I know is, is that fear was real. What I saw in my description is honest. And that's all I can say. Honestly, it, it was a really scary experience. And again, maybe I saw something different, but that, that was my experience and that's what I saw. And and take it how you want to hear it. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Uh, wrapping up, I want to ask you, so you've been seeing, I've been sending you a lot of these articles about like, I think here at the end of the month, we're going to have supposedly um, uh, Congress is going to get together and they're going to have some whistleblowers in testimony. I don't think we're going to see evidence because you know a lot of it is classified in nature. But overall, are you do you have a positive outlook on where you think this whole thing is headed? Do you think the government's going to tell us anything? Do you think that this is just going to remain a cover-up? Where Where is your head at in the whole UFO extraterrestrial debate? What do you think is happening? Do you think it's going anywhere where the public is going to get answers? What's your thoughts on that? I don't, the thing is, is I, I believe that there's aliens. I believe there's extraterrestrial life in our universe. I believe that they're here on this earth. I believe that the technology is real. Is our government going to release anything? No, I don't think so. I think that I, I keep I keep reading and seeing a lot of things saying that it's just a power trip for war and saying like, look what we got. And um, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I, I personally don't think that we're going to get anything for the next couple of years. I don't think we're going to see any. There might be a, a, a shitty video that we might see here and there, or they might you know, or at least something very small, but I think for the next three to five years, we're not going to get anything. They're just going to yeah. keep prolonging it. And anytime, anytime something happens in the world where there's news or our government wants to distract, then they're going to say, oh, well, 
three UFOs spotted near the White House, or there's going to be, or potential abduction, or in Brazil, or there's always going to be just mm-hmm. some bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, story to to distract everyone. So even if there's truth to the phenomenon as a whole, the government is one, they're going to continue to cover it up if it is real, and two, they're going to use it to their advantage to distract from real events is what control, you're doing. To control us too. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, what would we do if the government came out and said, hey, we, this this alien stuff is real. We've got, you know, 40 different species on this earth and we got all these crafts and technology and it's like <laughs> extremely advanced, could literally end our existence mm-hmm. and we are working with them and it's like, okay, well, they're working with the aliens and now we literally have to do what they tell us. What are we going to do? Like fight the aliens? That, do you think you know, people would they're... lose their minds? Do you think like society, like let's say they came out on TV tomorrow with Biden standing next to an extraterrestrial. Do you think people would lose their minds or? I think so. I think, I think it'd be like 50, 50. I think some people like I would freak out personally. Cause then it's like, you know, you start questioning existence and where we all came from. And obviously I'm going to always have my beliefs, but you know, mm-hmm. just down the mental rabbit hole that would do, you know, what if they said, Hey, there's 40,000 different species, you know, in our, in our galaxy, you know, that are, who knows, who knows, but I don't think we're going to get answers for a long time. And I think that people would eventually get used to the fact that they're here. It would take a couple of years, but I think people would eventually, if they're friendly and they're staying out of the way, who knows, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy, man, because it's like, uh, you, you just, you never know what's true or false in this whole debate, dude. There's so much fake stuff out there and mixed in with some real stuff. But when you hear somebody's firsthand testimony, such as yourself, it's super compelling. And I remember when you told me it, I, at the time, I wasn't really studying the phenomenon anymore. I kind of just given up on being like, yeah, it could be real, but there's not really new stuff coming out. And then I think, I think you telling me that story kind of like really in, reinvigorated my interest. And then you and me watched that uh, documentary from James Fox, if you remember the phenomenon, which I oh, thought, I yeah, I thought so hands good. down, that is the best and one of probably the few the legit ones. Phenomenon. Yeah, so watching, I recommend everybody. Phenomenon, you will believe after. Watching. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's good because it was like all military people, government officials. It was cra- it wasn't just like a, some dude on the sidewalk. It was like straight up people with credential, you know, passing the government. So wild shit. But dude, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, for everybody who enjoyed this content, uh, one Chase, I'd love to have you on again in the future, man. This was a blast. I, I really appreciate you being the first guest. It's an honor. And uh, once again, everybody, if you like talking about this stuff and you want to find a community that likes discussing these topics and just like-minded people, I really recommend you go and join the Discord in the uh, description of this video at Mixed Martial Arts. We just talk this crap every day, UFC, UAP, and World War Three events and topics. Um, hit subscribe, like on the video on YouTube. That helps us out a lot. And once again, on Apple and uh, Spotify podcasts, just hit follow and leave a five-star review thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you chase i appreciate you brother it was a good uh, conversation and hopefully we'll have you back on here shortly thanks brother i appreciate it it was an honor yes sir you take it easy man you too